Welcome to the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Hi, I'm Hillary Bennett, former corporate stooge turned motivated mompreneur. After becoming a mom, I realized the two options offered to moms did not work for me. I didn't want to be a stay-at-home mom, but I didn't want to work a normal 9-to-5 job either. I wanted to live into my professional calling and be a present, joyful mom. So I left my 9-to-5 and started coaching motivated mompreneurs just like you to build and grow successful, sustainable, heart-centered businesses without sacrificing their family. Join me each week as we dive into business strategy, mindset and productivity tips, inspiration, and a lot of laughs. Let's get to it. Hey mamas, welcome to another episode of the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. I'm Hillary Bennett, your mompreneur mindset and accountability coach, and today's episode is a Motivated Mompreneur Spotlight. I believe there is nothing more powerful than women coming together in community and supporting one another. My hope is that by amplifying the stories of motivated mompreneurs like Kira, you will not only gain insight and inspiration, but you will feel validated, seen, and heard. I want you to be able to take a breath and think, I am not the only one. Or maybe even, if she can do it, then I can do it too. Today, we'll be talking with Kira from Zestful Designs. Kira combines her passion for design and innate sense of organization with her study of mindfulness to create Zestful Design. Her mission is to help her clients find beauty beyond the clutter. By creating a clean, organized, and well-appointed home or business, her clients will feel a burden lift and discover their zest in life. As a mother, she is sympathetic to the way life gets busy and clutter can accumulate, and that the process of decluttering and organizing can be a difficult one for some. So she utilizes mindfulness techniques to create an empathetic, calm, and encouraging environment. I know that you're going to love Kira as much as I do, so let's dive in. Hi, Kira. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me today. Oh my gosh, my pleasure. So let's go ahead and dive right in. And why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about you and your family? Right. Well, I currently, I live in Minnesota and I am the mother of two beautiful girls. And I also have two rescued greyhounds. And um, like everyone else, we are all trying to balance hybrid learning and and life as it is these days. Normally, typically, my family were running around all over between sports and music, um, but these days we're finding fun and different ways to spend time together. Um, in particular, we love being outdoors, uh, which is a lot of fun in Minnesota. Mm. I can imagine. I really, too, have been able to reconnect with the joy of simply being outside with my family during the pandemic, which I am grateful for. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So in addition to your beautiful girls and your amazing dogs, why don't you tell us a little bit about your business? Yeah, so I'm I'm so excited. I started a company called Zestful Design, and it's a home and business decluttering, organizing, and interdesign company with a focus on mindfulness. And we offer a full suite of services, including, of course, decluttering, organizing, design, but also staging and coaching, and then also mindfulness techniques. Um, the company really focuses on the environment because a lot of people think that when they are um, going to declutter or organize their home, that basically everything needs to go to the landfill. But my goal is to upcycle, recycle, donate, or, or sell things before they hit the landfill. So, And I also 
include mindfulness into my business because the majority of my clients are facing a very significant life transition and or they struggle with decision making and letting go. So involving that has been really helpful and beneficial for for the people I work with. And then, um, as I mentioned, my I work a lot with people who are facing a life transition. So anyone who's moving, retiring, adding a family member, recently lost family member, downsizing, or empty nesters. Mm. I love that your take at this business is so holistic. You're thinking about kind of the steps before in terms of the mindset and helping someone connect more totally to their space, as well as the after taking care of our environment. And on this show, we're really all about creating sustainable heart-centered businesses. And it really sounds like that is what your business is all about. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your path to entrepreneurship and how you got to where you are today? Well, yeah, I I worked actually in the corporate world and also for the federal government for the majority of my career, actually. Um, But I knew deep down that I always wanted to be an entrepreneur and that I wanted to run my own business. And honestly, it really took me a lot of time to fully realize what I wanted the business to look like. One of the um, big influences on this process was a book called Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. And in it, he says, you need 10,000 hours to become an expert. And kind of in my process, I was just thinking, of what, what on earth do I do? What have I done 10,000 hours of? And um, so I really focused, I started focusing on my, just my innate talents and my passions, um, which were definitely design and then um, organizing. So I'll be honest with you from like from birth on, I've been organizing, rearranging and designing um, my home. My, my family members were my guinea pigs initially. I would test out my ideas like in my brother's room, rearrange his, his, his Legos or his toys. And I'd, I'd fix our family's pantry or clean out my mom's closet. So, and then from there, I just started helping friends and family on the side. So, um, and, and also in that process, you know, I just started, um, looking at like Marie Kondo, who's a huge influence on me. And then I began to just study interior design. I also became a member of the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. And, and to get into that organization, you have to take like 30 plus hours of training. So, you know, obviously taking a leap, um, from, a regular paycheck, health insurance, and, and, you know, a pretty set schedule. It's a huge leap and it's a scary one. Um, but then it, I, I met a business coach and she really helped me realize my dream and we talked through it and she helped me also get my business off the ground um, and, and, and also helped me take that leap. So it was nice to have, you know, a hand to hold a little bit along the way too. So um, but overall, I'm just, I'm just so happy that I, that I finally did it. Oh, wow. You know, I really relate to your story. I too spent a lot of time in corporate America and started to feel like, oh, this isn't building the life that I really want and started to dare to imagine a different future for myself than the one that I had imagined for so many years prior. Um, And so as you were starting to feel 
a pull towards entrepreneurship and you said you were trying to think of like, what do I have 10,000 hours experience in and what are my innate gifts? What was that process like for you? How did you come to the conclusion that in fact, this organizing and design that you've always sort of done was what you wanted to do for a living? Um, well, honestly, I, it just brings me a lot of joy doing that sort of thing. Um, but even more so is, is helping other people. Um, and as I was doing this, uh, on the side for people, I was just like, wow, the, the changes that they're making, not just their space, which is incredible. And I love to see that. Um, but the, the way they're changing, like physically and mentally, when they do these things, even if it's, if, you know, if it's updating a bedroom or something, or, or doing a major decluttering thing, or sometimes it's even just organizing the pantry and just making your family flow better. It was just being able to see uh, or just being able to help people and, and care for them and help them kind of get unstuck from where they're at and, and do it in a way where it's just totally non-judgmental. You know, a lot of people are surrounded by shame or, or that, um, or, or they're just stuck. And just being able to just say, hey, I know, I understand how you're feeling, having that empathy and just taking these talents and, and saying, let me, let me help you. Let me help you. So mm. it's been, it's been awesome. So it was really kind of combining that thing you already love to do. You were already great at, and then you realized you could really make an impact in people's lives and you were just in it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm. I love that. <laughs> and I have firsthand experienced how physical clutter can so quickly become emotional clutter. And the way that you set up a space can have a huge impact on your mindset, on your emotional state, at least for me, that's definitely true. Oh, absolutely. I'd say it's, yeah, it's true across the board. Um, you know, whether it's just uh, interior um, paint colors that, you know, you, you moved into a house and you kept the paint colors and they just weren't right for you. Um, I had a person where we just changed the paint colors and the, and the transformation just of her and her family was just amazing what, you know, color would do. Um, if it's clearing out, you know, spaces in your house and opening it up and letting the, you know, the air come in and the sun and the light just lifts your spirits. Um, and, and one thing I really try to focus on too, when I'm doing all this work is, is, is all five senses using all five senses. So, you know, people don't always think through like, um, what they're smelling in their house. So adding a diffuser to relax or, or to invigorate and um, fun, cozy pillows or blankets and, and, you know, obviously what you see and is it stuff you love? Is it your favorite colors and that sort of thing? So um, just, just thinking through all those little details and how you can really enjoy your environment and your space and enjoy it to the utmost. So I'm guessing, and correct me if I'm wrong, that in order for someone to be successful at creating that kind of space, they have to start with some pretty heightened self-awareness of like, what does make me feel relaxed or creative or powerful or whatever that feeling they're trying to get. Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like to meet with them and, and really get to know all my, my, my clients and, and understand like, what, what drives you, what motivates you, what your end goals are. Always, always having a vision of, of the end goal really 
really helps. And, and I ask, you know, how do you want this space to feel? You know, a lot of people focus on when you're thinking design or, or organizing, you're just how it's going to look. But I really want it to be how it's going to feel and how you're going to flow through the space and your family will flow. Mm, so good. So Kira, what has been your biggest lesson so far as a mompreneur? Oh my gosh, there's been so many. <laughs> Honestly, I learn something new every day. Um, but I'll tell you what, I think my biggest, my biggest hurdle has been social media. Um, you know, my, my business coach that I had early on, she, and she definitely said that she really stressed that social media would be critical for my success. And I'll, I'll you know, personally, I, I'm not been a fan of social media. I didn't really use it much to prior to starting my company. And so it's been a huge learning curve, figuring it all out. And I'll be honest, I don't think I've quite found my groove yet, but um, I don't know. I'm kind of starting to have more fun with it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I relate so much to that. Before I started my business, I wasn't even on Facebook. Um, all the other millennials listening to this are like, what? And <laughs> I had an Instagram account with, you know, 20 of my closest friends that was private to the rest of the world. And then it's like, all of a sudden you're expected to be this personality because it's not reserved anymore to the celebrities on TV with social media. We all have to, it feels like to me that we all have to have this larger than life personality and consistency in showing up and that was a huge hurdle for me also is number one, like how do I even use these platforms? And then number two, how do I use them in a way that speaks authentically to the people that I want to work with? Oh, exactly. Yep. Yep. And I've, I've actually had to uh, get my older daughter to help me like with Instagram. I'm like, so where do you do with this button? And then where does this go? <laughs> and hashtags. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So good. So getting the whole family in on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Need all the help I can get with this. Oh, <laughs> uh, so let's go ahead and talk a little bit more about family. So you have these two beautiful girls. How do you integrate work and home or how do you find a harmony between your business and your family? Obviously, during a pandemic, uh, my children being home for school, things are uniquely challenging. Um, but one thing I found that sticking to routines has been a critical thing for our family. Um, and also um, understanding when I work best. Um, so for me, I'm a morning person and I'm most productive at that time of day. So it's important that I, you know, I get up before everyone else and I try and do as much of my business work as I can. Um, Cause I know this is, this is when, when I've got some quiet time and when I'm really productive. Uh, and then I, I try to reserve late mornings and afternoons to meet with clients. And um, I, I really strive to keep my weekends open, but that hasn't quite worked out, <laughs> but I'm still getting a balance. Maybe one of these days I'll, I'll get it right. <laughs> it's a work in progress. Yeah, I, it always will be, right? And I think that when, I at least remember from my days in corporate, this conversation, continual conversation about work-life balance. And I've kind of come to realize that I don't know that work-life balance actually exists. And I was talking to someone the other day and they said, I like to call it work-life harmony, that they need to be working together 
towards the goal of you living a purposeful, joyful existence, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you are in balance. And for each one of us, our harmonious point is going to look very different from someone else's. And the comparison factor can make us feel unsatisfied with our situation, even if it's actually working for us, just because the person sitting next to us has a different definition of what the right balance is for them. So I think that's tough. And it sounds like, um, you know, you've got some great structure already with the sticky note routines and getting up before your kids. I mean, that's, that's tough to even say, I am a morning person and I'm going to take that quiet alone time that is so special (laughs) and rare in some cases. And I'm going to really use that for work. So Um, you kind of say it's been a work in progress. So what, if you were to say like my ideal, you know, balance or harmony would look like, what are some of the things that you're working on right now? Um, I think the biggest thing is, um, since we're all living in kind of, you know, a difficult time, difficult, you know, political environment, you know, health environment, my biggest priority is to have fun, um, to enjoy my time with my children. And, you know, we're, we're mostly, you know, we're stuck at home. So to have fun with it, um, be creative in that way. Um, and then it just really being mindful of my schedule, mindful of my family's needs, mindful of my clients' needs. And, um, you know, like you, like you said, is just taking that time that, the time in the morning or time when I can to, to be able to also focus on work, but also spend time um, taking care of myself and making sure I'm in the best place possible so that I can give back um, to my family and and into my business. Mm. So you mentioned earlier in our conversation that you worked with a coach that helped you not only can I get on the right track and envisioning what you wanted your business to be, but to actually build that other than working with a coach, or maybe you can expand upon that. Is there anything, any advice that you would give our listeners as they are working to build and grow their own business? Hmm. Well, yeah, business coach was just such a huge help because when I started out, I didn't know all the little finite details of starting a business and, you know, having to go to this website to register and and the fees and then creating a logo and, um, you know, setting up your website, this, that, and the other thing, there's just so many little details. So, so really reaching out to people that you know and trust who can help you with all these projects. Um, <clears throat> thankfully, my coach had some wonderful resources um, to help me, you know, create a logo and, and, and do all these, uh, you know, things like accounting or legal, setting up all these things. And so having those people who who are just as excited about your business as you are in your corner makes an incredible incredible difference and um i i really just kind of learned along the way it was a lot of research a lot of time you know looking up like how, how do i go about this one how do i try this and um you know same with like social media just having to learn and ask questions and and really be able to get out of myself and my own space and reach out to others who, who are more knowledgeable than me in a lot of these things. Um, 
and they help me on the back end um, because I know what I want to do on the front end, how I want to serve my clients and what I want to, how I want to be successful in this. So um, yeah, it takes, it takes, takes a village as they say. Yes, they do say that. And usually it's about raising kids, but I say it's about raising a business too, without mm. a doubt. Um, mm-hmm. So were you always someone that found it easy to ask for help or was that something that you had to learn was okay as a business owner? Oh gosh, no, no, I, I'm definitely one. I got a, I'm a problem solver. I'm going to finish, figure this out myself and I can do this and I got it. Um, but yeah. This is such a, I want to be so successful at this and, and really do my best. And, and I know that there's aspects of, of this that I, I simply don't know how to do. And so it was out of my comfort zone to reach out to people and say, Hey, I need some help. I don't, I don't know what to do here. Um, and now I'm glad I did that because I'm still doing that. I still have to ask for help and, and ask questions and I'm, I'm continually learning and, um, and growing. There's times I'll fall back and I'll revert to my old self and just get in my little, get on my island and be like, ah, I got this. I can do this. <laughs> and, and I'll just, you know, I'll get some pokes here and there saying, nope, nope, you better, you better reach out. So, um, yeah again, another work in progress. (laughs) Yeah, me too. It's so hard to ask for help. And I get the sense, at least this is true for me, but I get the sense that as moms, we take on that burden of having all the answers, of being able to do everything on our own. And then we bring that into our role as a business owner also And for me, it almost at the beginning felt like I was failing if I had to ask for help or the idea of investing in help was something that I really struggled with overcoming, having to pay money when I was building this fledgling business that wasn't making any money. I had no right to spend any money for help. Um, And that was a huge huge hurdle to overcome. And so I'm glad to hear that I'm not the only one. I'm sure some of our listeners are like, whew, me too, or amen, sister. But, you know, and sometimes your ability to stay in your zone of genius requires you, I think, for all of us at some point in time, if not all the time, to reach out to someone else and ask for help. And the mindset shift that I've tried to make around that is, by me reaching out and asking for help, whether it's a favor or whether I'm paying someone to do something for me, I am empowering and allowing them to then live into their zone of genius. Whether it's you know accounting or social media or whatever it might be, they're out there trying to build a business because they love doing that. And by me reaching out for help, I'm empowering them to live into their dreams. Um, and that has really helped me with my own journey and trying to be better about asking for help. Oh, I love that. And, you know, one thing my, my business coach mentioned is, you know, during your first few years of getting going, keep notes of the things you like and you don't like about running your business and the things you don't like, see if you can find people to do those for you. And, um, it, it, it frees you up to be your best, um, for your clients, your customers, and your, you know, your, 
your business in that regard. Um, and you're having people on the back end do the things that you may not necessarily like to do. So, um, it's, I found that to be very beneficial. And you also made another good point about, um, how hard it is to, when you're just starting out, you don't have much money in, in your, in your accounts and you have to pay other people to help you start things and get them going. And it, I just like you is like, oh my gosh, why well, don't want to let go of this money? I've I've made a little, but just being able to say, you know what, this all it takes time. It takes time to grow your business, to build your business, to earn profits, and you have to invest in the beginning, and and, and invest in yourself, invest in your business as you get going, and eventually it will pay off. So, mm-hmm. um, just encouraging those um out there that are you know concerned about that like will will this money come back you know when you put your best foot forward it it definitely will oh absolutely absolutely so as we wrap up here today Kara how can people work with you if they really love what they hear about the way that you do design and organization work oh thanks well i you know with the pandemic i've had to change my um you know, thinking of, you know, generally it's like, I got to be in the person's house and be there with them. And we work together, but uh, I've, I've changed my business to, uh, to, to do virtual appointments. And those have worked out really well. So I am based in Minnesota, um, but I have met with clients virtually and, and we would just, we, we get to know each other just as well and do just as great a work virtually as we can do in person so you know little the clients will have a little more homework on the back end but um you know i think just having someone alongside you to do some of these big big things like decluttering organizing design to have someone beside you um it makes such a difference and and so Oh, that's awesome. I love hearing all of these examples of how people are finding a way to continue to offer their gifts with the world, even though life as we know it has sort of been flipped onto its head. (laughs) So are there any places online that you hang out that our listeners can come and hang out with you? Oh, yeah. Well, I am um, on all social media, Instagram seems to be my most popular, um, I'm Twitter, Pinterest, Facebook, and then I have a website where I have a blog and offer, um, tips on, on everything ranging from mindfulness to organizing to design. And, um, and I have some, I think a couple posts, um, focused just on family, family organizations. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm doing a lot of, of writing too, um, and posting and blogging and, and stuff. So I offer tips, um, in my social media. So it's been a lot of fun. I love doing that stuff. Oh, that's great. Well, I will be sure to link to all of Kara's social media accounts and to her website in our show notes. And Kara, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been so much fun. And I know that you just by sharing your own journey have been able to bless our listeners. Um, and I just love this opportunity to be able to come together as mompreneurs. Oh, thank you. No, I'm so, so grateful for this. And um, I just encourage all the moms out there to take the leap and, and trust yourself and, and know that you can do it. 
Awesome. Well, mamas, if you feel like you're needing a community of other motivated mompreneurs, be sure to join our private Facebook group, The Motivated Mompreneur. In this group, we share wins, ask for help and support and find community. And the women in this group are such a blessing in my life and I know they will bless you as well. I'll be sure to link to the group in the show notes along with all of Kira's information. So be sure to come check us out and thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Come back next week for another dose of inspiration and information to build the business of your dreams without sacrificing your family. As a mom, I know your most valuable resource is your time, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in today. If you like what you hear and want to connect more, head over to www.hillarybennett.com forward slash podcast, or find me on Instagram at Coach Hillary, and let's get to know each other better. Also, if you could take a couple minutes to leave me a rating and review, that will help me reach other amazing mompreneurs, multiply their bottom line, 